Chase Kitty, the Lion's Edge podcast, my second favorite podcast, only next to BetMGM tonight, which if you don't like, subscribe and, and review. And I'll come to your and house Long. and hit you. With and Curtin Long. With don't the, like that do. one right now because the Packers I hate. Yeah. Chase, how are you doing tonight, buddy? It's Tuesday night action. Were you able to find any action tonight in uh, the college basketball slate, which, let's be honest, not the sexiest. We don't uh, slate shame around here, but it's not great. And then uh, we got three college football games. You said slate shame? Yeah, we don't slate shame around oh, here. Oh, okay, got it. You like that? Yeah, it was a good one. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> the two-man game is very strong with you guys tonight. You're just pinging off each other. Yeah. yeah. Ping! Uh, not, not, nothing really today. I, I bet a little bit of everything yesterday. I was on some hockey. I had some NBA. I had some college basketball. But today, between like the line movement and football, and getting out to you know to my polling place and like all the other stuff going on, just kind of keeping it tight. And I'll revisit lines tomorrow. Well, can I interest you? And in, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, let me pick your brain on one game that I have already bet. So. I've just been waiting for the right opportunity. Actually, who am I kidding? I faded them three times already this season and hasn't really worked out. So TCU, seven-point dogs going against a three-loss Texas team. I really like Texas, man. I think that they they should be unbeaten. They just they just beat themselves in these games. We obviously know what happened against Alabama. But how would you play this game? Because I think if you're just looking at this game and you're like, how the hell is it an undefeated team, a seven-point underdog to a team with three losses on the road? I mean, there are certain trends in, in any sport that you're comfortable betting that you always gravitate toward. And one of my favorites, I've probably talked about it on here before, uh, I'm going to talk about it again here now, is unranked favorite playing against ranked underdog. And there's not only two spots in college football that are like that this, this week, there's two spots in the Big 12 like that where you have TCU catching the seven at Texas, and then you also have Baylor, who is a short favorite uh, at home against Kansas State, TCU and Kansas State are ranked. Texas and Baylor are not. So automatically, I kind of lean toward Baylor and Texas. Now, the Texas number is big, which gives me some pause. But, I mean, the sports book knows that it's big, and they hung it out there anyway for, for all the public square bettors to gobble up undefeated TCU plus the full touchdown. So, for me, it's probably going to be Texas or pass, which makes me sad because as a Big 12 fan, I do kind of want to see TCU run the table. Yeah. Uh, and, and then Baylor especially because that one opened at three and a half and, and volume of action pushed it down to two and a half early. So being able to get it on the right side of three uh, for the Baylor side really makes that a lucrative bet for me. Interesting stuff. What do you think about this LSU-Arkansas game? Because obviously huge win for LSU, but they have looked very shaky at times. You would imagine that Arkansas at home with KJ Jefferson would be able to keep it close. Um, Is LSU, how for real is LSU in your opinion? Um, Not, not that for real in context, right? I'm saying, what what are they ranked seventh now? Mm -hmm. Like, do I think LSU is the number seven team in college football? Of course I don't. And it's, that, that's that's what they get to be ranked now because they were whatever they were before, 10th or 11th, and then you beat Alabama, so you get to be seven. But obviously I think that's an overranking for them. And then on top of that, I mean, you were talking about the line and the spot and everything. I mean, the game hadn't been over for 60 seconds. The players were still on the field, and I was tweeting out, I can't wait to play Arkansas next week. Just because, I mean, how do you how do you go to Fayetteville and be locked in for that game after you beat Alabama? And, and I think, you know, LSU defenders will say, well, they're now in the driver's seat for the SEC West if they're not locked in. Like, what, what the hell is Brian Kelly even doing? But 
I, I just this is what happens when it's college football and it's betting and it's twenty year old kids. Like this is how it works. You get a big win, you go on the road to another party. conference game the next weekend, and you know it doesn't work out. It's just how it is. And I think the line kind of implies that because Arkansas's had a leaky back end all year. They're kind of an underwhelming middle tier SEC team, and the line is three. So they're telling you this is going to be a competitive game, and I really like Arkansas. So, Chase, um, you know, got to give credit where credit is due, right? Uh, I would like to say this to you. Sorry, I was a little distracted. Targeting we got a targeting review. review. So, no, no, Chase. Um, so, Notre Dame saved college football this past they did. weekend, right? Knocking off Clemson. Big weekend for the it at all. Go ahead, Ryan. Big weekend for the Catholics. Nobody, nobody wanted to see that Clemson team in the college football playoff. Zero. You people. don't want to You're see them against Georgia. Trust me. But so now Notre Dame is a seventeen, actually down to sixteen and a half point favorite. I'm going to the game, so I'll be there in attendance. Uh, they're taking on Navy Service Academy. You know Notre Dame's not going to look to run up the score in this game. And also, let's not forget, like this is a team that lost to Marshall, right? That was a good spot against Clemson at home. But should they be 17-point favorites over anybody, even Navy? Like, I love this spot for Navy this weekend. It's one of my favorite bets. What do you think about that, though? Just are we, like, overblown and overrated Notre Dame a little bit? They're 20th in the country. Clemson was not a good football team. Uh, yeah, I have it on my sheet here. Navy plus 16 and a half. Nice. Uh, the, the sharp movements already moved it down from 17. So I, I would jump on Navy here for all the reasons you laid out. You sell eye on Notre Dame after the win. I, I will offer a cautionary tale on the Navy side, which is, you know, I, I was skeptical. You, I think you've asked me about Notre Dame two or three straight weeks now, and every time I've been, well, I'm going to continue. I'm kind, of, I'm kind of skeptical to come in on that Notre Dame side. They're kind of up and down. They're inconsistent. First half to be electric though. I don't know what they though. do well, but they've been. They had a nice three or four weeks here, and. I would not be surprised. I'm on the Navy side with you. I think the principles say you sell high on Notre Dame after the biggest win of their season. Yeah. But I would not be surprised if they slam Navy here and they win by 35. Wow. I want to ask you about Liberty because I asked you last week and they were a 14-and-a-half-point dog. And what did they yeah. do, Chase? They just went out there. And they won the damn game. The Hugh Fury's audition tape was, was live. Liberty, <laughs> Liberty football feels back. And now they are a 14 and a half point favorite to Connecticut. What are your thoughts? Do you even have any? Is Liberty on your radar, Chase? I don't know. Well, I'm curious how much of how much of the Liberty win, and obviously we're giving you go on the road as an independent and you beat an SEC team like all the credit in the world. So no, nobody misunderstand me here. How much of Arkansas losing at home to Liberty is like they're looking ahead to LSU? Why do we care about this team? How much of it is Arkansas has real defensive problems? How much of it is genuinely Liberty might be the best G5 team? I don't know. These are questions I don't have the answer to. Also, yeah, but, Hugh Freeze trying to put out an audition for Auburn. So I just wanted to throw that out there, too. So he was in, yeah, his, he was in his bag. In man. his bag for <laughs> yeah. the SEC jobs. Yeah. He, he clearly wants to get back in the game. I would be surprised if he's still in Lynchburg next year. But I don't know. I, I think UConn's been a like weirdly strong bet this year. I think they've been kind of, I don't even want to say sneaky competitive because I think people have caught on to it after the first six or seven weeks. So I, I don't want to lay that many points with Liberty against UConn, but I don't know. I mean, that's, that's just screams of stay away for me. I'm just, I don't want either side. It, they're both ugly sides, but Liberty was impressive. I don't think you can argue otherwise. 
completely agree, man. So what's your favorite bet college football this weekend? Anything that we haven't touched on? Uh, Trista, you're my old Dominion uh, backer, right? Yes. Don't, don't you like the Monarchs for I reasons? Do. I, I do. Just a Virginia fan, you know. Well, I hope we're on the so same playing, side here. They're they're playing James Madison this week. They're playing my alma mater. It's a big matchup. If we could clean, if we could just scoop this part out on edit before we throw this part of the podcast on iTunes, I'd be appreciate. I'd appreciate it. Otherwise, they might run me out of Harrisonburg next time I'm there. I don't know how you lay seven and a half with JMU right now. I mean, the the, the quarterback problems they have, the health of the of general offensive pieces. It hasn't looked right in several weeks. Old Dominion is a big step down from, I, I think, the teams they played recently. They, they played Louisville last week. So, I mean, obviously Old Dominion's not that. But I don't know how you lay seven and a half with that team right now. I would look at Old Dominion. Um, I think West Virginia plus eight at home against Oklahoma is really interesting. I think Colorado plus 34 against USC is way too many points. USC hasn't won by that kind of margin since week one. And it's not like they've been playing the best teams in the Pac-12 so far. They, they beat Cal by one score. They beat, I think, Arizona State by one score. And this is just, it's not a team that should be laying five touchdowns right now. And App State, after the loss at Coastal, short road favorite at Marshall, I, that's an awesome spot for me. Marshall is just not good. They, they have problems of their own, and they're maybe a little overvalued after they went at ODU. I think App State's clearly the better team there, and I'd be happy to be on that side. Let's quickly go over to the NFL, Chase. Uh, I think Seattle's actually for real. Like, I don't know what else to say. It feels like it, it, all of the smoke and mirrors, all of the confluence of evidence tell me that Seattle is – is a decent team. They could actually win the NFC West, for all I know. I know the 49ers are there and they exist, but Seattle is in the driver's seat. They take on Tampa in Munich at 9.30 a.m. I'd be curious about just your thoughts on that bet, but really what your favorite bets in the NFL are because we've got some really interesting lines. Um, all right, let, me, let me circle back to the Seahawks, the Germany game in a second. Uh, favorite bets of the week, Ryan – how do you feel about the under in your in your Packers game? Oh, this I week? love that. I uh, feel like I feel like that's just going to be 21-17 written all over it. Like yeah. there's not going to be no if that. If that, yeah, I like the under in that game. So that's that's one of my big ones. I don't understand. I guess that the Bills lost. The look ahead in that against the Vikings this weekend was nine and a half. They lose to the Jets. It gets moved down to seven and a half. Then it gets bet down to five and a half. I mean, this is crazy buyback value. I get, I mean, it's exactly what I said last week. The Vikings are six and one or seven and one or whatever they are. Don't tell me this is a team that's playing like they're seven and one. Like this is, this is a meh kind of team that doesn't really blow you away with anything they do. They're not elite at anything. So the fact that I can get great value there with Buffalo at home after a loss under six, I think that's probably the best. Even without Josh Allen? Yeah, I mean, I don't – I'm going to get crushed for this, baby, and maybe I'll look really foolish next week, but, like, I feel like the Buffalo roster, 1-53, to 53, yep. no quarterback issues, yeah. issues in the secondary with personnel, they're just better than the Minnesota roster. So I, I feel like this is a buy-low spot, quarterback issues aside, and this is a, this is a way uglier side, but – like and the Colts are going to be valuable 
a lot going forward. And they're tanking, and they hired Jeff Saturday, who has no coaching experience whatsoever, because they want to tank. But like, how many points is too many points is a question you're going to have to ask yourself with the Colts every single week going forward. And I think it's probably going to start this week because as bad as they've looked sometimes, like that, that game in New England last week was awful for their offense, and they were still in it in the second half because their defense kind of keeps them in it, and they play that style where – you know, it's hard to get blown out sometimes. Plus, they got my guy uh, Parks Frazier calling the plays right now. 30-year-old genius, so what could possibly go wrong? Everybody knows and loves uh, offensive genius Parks Frazier. Parks and Recreation Thanks so much, Frazier. Chase. Enjoy the games this weekend, buddy.